Hi, this is John Ozanting, lead pastor of Evolve Church, and this is the Evolve Church podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you find today's message encouraging and full of hope for wherever you're at. Well, we have been on a series called um, The Renovated Life. Uh, how many, out of curiosity, have you been in the room for all five messages so far? Anybody? Oh, wow. That's incredible. Wow. You get a gold star, and you get a gold star. Okay, but the people who weren't, uh, (laughs) it's okay, because there is social media, there's YouTube, there's all There's a podcast. Yeah, it's okay. So you're all right. That was, I apologize. That was was by no way meant to, like, pressure you to come every Sunday. Did you know that the average Canadian that says, I go to church all the time, what they mean by that is one in four? So somebody's like, phew. Yeah, that's okay. Like, and actually, it's I think all good. since COVID, it's one in six. Oh, you would know. She's smarter than I am. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here, babe. But uh, we've, we've loved this series. We're not going to recap any of the messages that we've shared so far um, between myself and Pastor Brian Glubish in this series. Today, we want to talk about um, the renovated life when it comes to the relationships that matter most to you. And if you're married in the room, that could be a spouse. Um, If you have family, that could be your children. It could be um, work relationships. It could be a family member that lives with you that you're just struggling to figure things out. Um, any, Any, when I say the relationships that matter most to you, I just want to encourage you to like feel that for a second and be aware of like what does that mean to you? What are the relationships that matter most to you? As we teach today that the inner work of Jesus uh, being Lord of it all, that there's work to do in our hearts in a person-to-person way as well. Right, and I think one of the things that we have to recognize is how the relationships in our life actually affect our heart. Mm. That um, the, the homes that we've been born into, the experiences that we've had with people, even bosses, uh, co-workers, siblings, um, parents that were there mm-hmm. or not there, all of these things have actually shaped our heart, even if we're aware or unaware of it. Yeah. We're actually walking out belief systems that have been created in our heart because of relationships or experiences we've yeah. had with relationships. So good. And so this is actually like a huge piece for us to actually take some time mm. with. And, and today, I just, we just believe, like as we've been praying about today, that you know, as we close out this series, yeah. um, especially with closing out with relationships, that, that God's going to actually just pull out some pieces for you mm-hmm. that are going to... Um, Set you free. Yeah. Set you free with um, even moving in different directions it. with what God has for you. Healing, and forgiveness. Healing, freedom, forgiveness. Have you ever experienced a gap in a relationship that matters the most? And like that language might feel weird for you, but can you picture a season in your life where like um, between you and a, and a dad or you and a mom maybe, there was, a, there was a gap, there was space, and you were aware of it and they were aware of it and you could feel it. And our prayer today is that the Holy Spirit would begin to close some gaps, okay? Because what we've discovered in the years that we've like, been serving the church is that Christians are terrible 
at recognizing the gap. And the reason why we're terrible is because we love Jesus. But so often in our relationships that really, really matter, and maybe you're a teenager in the room, and there, maybe there's a gap between you and a parent right now, and it's really, it's actually too easy to say, well, because I'm a good Christian, it's not a big deal. Or like, I forgive them even. We use forgiveness language, even though we're not actually practicing forgiveness. Because forgiveness closes gaps, right? And if there's a relationship that's like toxic and messed up and that has hurt you, closing the gap might mean that you just have some really good boundaries. That's okay too. We're not saying like embrace people that have really hurt you. But these are the relationships that you're in close proximity to that really matter to you. And, and like maybe you acknowledging that there's a lie that you've believed that, oh, I'm a good Christian, it's not a big deal, I forgive them. But when you see them, you feel that gap. And that's an indication that forgiveness actually hasn't really been worked out in detail. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And forgiveness yeah. and, and like the pieces that have created our identity or what we believe hmm actually need to be reshaped right. and we need to make sure that we're like actually aware of what's happening in our hearts mm. of the lies or the pieces or the gaps or the forgiveness or the unforgiveness yep. or all of these these layers in our hearts mm. so that we can actually realign them with the identity of Jesus. And that's where that's where this conversation begins. It begins with like if, okay, full stop, everybody watching from home, watching online, just pause for a second. I see you there in the kitchen flipping pancakes. Um, I wish I was there. Uh, but they don't get donuts. So. That's true. They don't Sorry. get donuts. But, and, and those that are in the room, just in a, in a spirit of unity, close your eyes for a second. Uh, I'll close mine too. No, no peeking. In a spirit of unity, when, uh, when we pose the question, who are you? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Who are you? I think somebody said child. Yeah. Who are you? Where do you go first? Where does your heart take you? And because like the tension point when we surrender our lives to Jesus, you can open your eyes now, that the quick answer to that question is child. For, for you, it might mean daughter or it might mean son. That all the real relational stuff that we're processing and working through has to come from a healthy sense of like, I'm, I'm his first. I know who my dad is. I know who my father is. I'm a son. And as we work out what it means to be joint heirs with Christ Jesus, where God no longer calls us slaves, but calls us daughters and sons, and from that place of renewal and that place of change, the relational gaps begin to make sense, and yeah. And I think we recognize, too, like, um, like our picture of who God is has also been shaped by what we've experienced, True. by what we've walked through. Mm -hmm. And even that very thing that Pastor Donald just said might be really hard right. to picture God as father. Hmm. And I want to just give you the space right now to just like not feel the shame or the weight of that, but to know that the journey with Jesus is an everyday process. Yeah. It's looking at our hearts and taking time with them, and he shapes them and reshapes our pictures, right. reshapes our belief system, reshapes relationships, and there's freedom in that for each yeah. one of us. I think about it, like even like when I think of my, my marriage to Nicole um, or my relationship as dad to our three kids, 
to approach any relationship that matters through this lens can be really helpful. Like in every relationship, ideally, we approach it from the idea that we're just two of God's kids, two made in the image and likeness of Jesus, kids, growing in love and real relationship together. And that, that changes the dynamic of authority in mom and, mom, mom and kid relationships, right? Because there is, there is a, a place where parents are in authority over. But when it comes to working things out, if together we come face to face and say, Jesus is in charge, God's in charge, like we're, we're in authority together right now, let's, let's, let's close this mm-hmm. gap. Um, just the invitation for that kind of renewal to happen. Um, we were talking this week about about the gaps and then some of the lies that we can develop when, when those gaps happen. Yeah. You know, there was, um, you know, when we were first married, um, uh, I, bought, I bought flowers for Nicole. Um, and we were newly married. Yes. So I just want to say, like, do you remember those times where maybe you were newly married and budget was, like, really, like, it was Tight. real. Tight. Right? And, and you're just like, okay, we're newly married. We're trying to figure out our finances together. And we're trying know, to figure out I know out that, all like, Nicole's pieces. love language is one of her five love languages is gifts. I like them yeah, all. Yeah. People ask me which one. I'm just giving the them all. struggle is real. I want them all, babe. One of her five. But, um, you know, so I'm, like, being all romantic and trying to, you know, like, it's not our anniversary. It's not a birthday. I come home with, like, not, like, a ridiculous bouquet of flowers, but a, a nice bouquet of flowers. And, and I'm I thinking. I think it was, like, $83. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I just want to show you how this is shaped. I want to make this really real for you because which, these are pieces which in, which of in 2001, when we were first married, was a lot of money. Okay. And the truth All is, right. it was a beautiful, beautiful flower bouquet. And I was like, you know, in the moment, I was like, this is so, so beautiful. But here's what happened in my heart my heart was like, you know, our budget. You know we're trying to work this together. <laughs> and then you buy like an eight, like just, why didn't you just go to Costco? Like I would have been fine. We didn't have Costco a Costco membership yet. Flowers. In my defense. And so here's my reaction, okay? So my husband does something so beautiful for me. He buys me these flowers. But because we're on, the, on, on like different pages of he's trying to love me, and I'm just like, you didn't follow the budget, and this is a problem because you know where we're at together. And so this is what it created. I want to show you the belief system that was created in yeah. our hearts because of something this, so small. This actually happened. But so big. And so his reaction is like, and my reaction is like what I just showed you right there. And, and of course, he's like, Rejected. Oh, man, that hurts. I was just trying to love you. And then. Fine then. Fine then. I'm not going to buy you flowers. Okay? And I'm in not my heart, gonna buy you flowers. In my heart, I'm like, he stops buying me flowers. Yeah. So what's the belief system that turns in my heart? He doesn't love me. He's not buying me flowers anymore. And so when you take like a simple example of a relational small piece that can turn from our hearts being like together, being a touch off, not communicating about some of those pieces, and then all of a sudden we've created a belief system in our heart and our home amongst both of us. Yeah. And then I think finally we just sat down and talked about it. And I was like, you know when you bought me those flowers? Like, or how come you're not buying me flowers? Well, Well, I'm not buying you flowers because you chastised me last time I did. And, uh, and here's the thing, how do, we, how do we communicate in real relationships? 
how do we communicate what we're feeling? Like, how do I give Nicole permission to tell me how she's feeling, but not pick up the lie attached to that feeling? Because that's the key. Like, how do I let her feel like, hey, these are nice, but you, you breached our, like, our budget. Um, this was an expense that we can't afford. How do I let her feel that without picking up the lie that I'm rejected or she doesn't appreciate me Right? And even on those pieces, you can see how layers in both of our hearts mm -hmm. of hurt, expectation, miscommunication, even became like bitterness and wounds, yeah. Yeah. and yet it was over such a small right. little thing. Yeah. And that's why in, in, in relationships, when it comes to the work in our hearts, we have to, each one of us, create time and energy and discipline and routine and practice to contend for your own healthy What's soul happening? as a son. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm good. I'm not rejected. Mm -hmm. I know my place, yeah. right? And even to take the time, like in a situation like that, being yeah. like, as time goes on, I know something's going on in my heart. Mm -hmm. He knows something's going on in his heart. Yeah. And the awareness to be like, okay, Holy Spirit, why is this bothering me? Right. Oh, it's because I'm not feeling loved. Ah, oh, it's because... I, he stopped buying me flowers. And so I'm feeling this way. Hmm. Holy Spirit, what's actually taking place in the deeper layers of my heart? So good. And this piece is like marriage relationship, but I want you to take this and also put it into every relationship that you have. Yeah. Co-worker relationship, <clears throat> boss relationship, you know, every, every sort I've, of I've family done this, relationship. I've done this in work environments layers. too, where like a boss says something to me based on like performance and tell me how they feel. And then you can pick up a lie that I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough. You can still, like, in, in any relationship, and be it work or home or family. living out that belief system. Right, yeah. And, and they, yet it doesn't align with God. And the, en the enemy of our soul, Satan, the accuser, what's his MO? Like, what's his language? What's his native tongue? We've learned this together. It's lies, right? And so how quickly we all sort of pick up lies in relationship with one another so what does scripture teach about this? Um, we're in Colossians chapter 3 today, verses 12 through 15. If you have a Bible with you, um, you can turn there or on your phone or on the screen. But since God chose you to be the holy people that he loves, you must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. This is the wardrobe that we wear as sons and daughters, okay? So, does that make sense? And then verse 13, I love this. Here's where it gets real in relationship. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Forgiveness often looks like refusing to believe the lie. Like, I've, I love you enough to let you feel what you're feeling and I forgive this moment, but I don't have to believe the lie attached to it. Forgiveness. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others when you feel like it, or when it's convenient, or when it's, no. The Lord forgave you, you must forgive others. There's no clause there. And then verse 14, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. As our hearts are being renovated, 
baseline foundation. We all want to become more and more like Jesus. We want to invite his image to shape our image. We want to invite the picture of who Jesus is and was at work in the world and how he brought heaven's kingdom and the presence of God into relationships. We want to learn from his ways. We want tenderhearted mercy and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and forgiveness and perfect harmonizing love and the unity of peace to define our homes, to define our families, to define our marriages, to, to define our friendships and our work relationships, of course. And yet... Every person in this room, us included, is carrying some kind of lie attached to a relationship. And that lie feels like a hurt or a wound or a fear mm -hmm. or a broken promise or miscommunication or unmet expectations or pain or trauma or disappointment. We all have it. And this is what happens if we don't deal with our hearts. You know, if we were to remove all of these little blocks that say hurt and sin and wound, we would have like a beautiful, clear, white heart. And that's the surrender to Jesus. Clean hands, pure heart. Clean hands, pure heart. Clean hands. But when we don't process the hurts, when we don't process the moments in relationship, those hurts settle in as residue, as blocks that our hearts begin to build on when those wounds take place in relationship. And boy, isn't it true that the people we love the most have the capacity to so hurt us the most? So Often, true. come on, yeah. let, let's, let's get real. Um, every married couple in the room is like, yep, Parents, like of family. course, right? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the relationships that really matter have the potential to like cause us to slide into sin or, or cause us to really feel that hurt or really feel that wound. And if we don't invite the Holy Spirit to bring clarity and language and lift and close the gaps, those things settle in our hearts like residue that just begins to taint and shift and hurt us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like even, even in that... Um you know, the, the scripture that, that he's talking about mm -hmm. and, and the forgiveness piece, usually forgiveness is more about our hearts than right. it is about the other person. Yeah. It's more about our hearts. Um, the buildup is what causes us to get hard mm -hmm. and edgy. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. To, to rage quietly. To, to like on the inside be like so deeply hurting mm -hmm. because so many wounds and expectations have been built up that have been like lost and... And, and so there's this, this, this hardness that comes around our hearts. And Jesus is saying, like, let me in to soften that. Yeah. And that might not look like there's lots of trauma in the room. There's lots of pieces. And that mm. may need actually ongoing real counseling right. to actually continue to get to some of the deeper places. And it might mean that you don't ever speak to some of those people again. And that's okay. That's not what we're saying here. Right. It's more about our own hearts. And every piece that was listed in that scripture is soft, mm. tender-hearted kind. Yeah. We put it on. We actually step into it as a daily practice of allowing the Holy Spirit to poke on things in the moments where they become real. Right. In the moments where we're feeling edgy with That's each good. other or yeah. bitter at something yeah. or you didn't buy me flowers. It's being like, okay, Holy Spirit, what's actually going on mm. in my heart and how do I become soft yeah. and allow you to heal, Love that. To, to create communication and to become more like Jesus yeah. in, in the identity of who I am. Yeah. Last year, I, I came, into, uh, came into the office on a work day, 
and we had some interns that were working, some summer staff, and um, the other family room right back here, um, there was a flood. There's like water pouring down the wall, and there's like this big puddle on the floor. And, and so I, Tiffany was with me. Some of you know Tiffany Robson, and uh, one of our leaders, she, great, great woman, and, and she was like, Pastor John, oh, there's a flood. And, and there's like one of our rugs in there is soaked, and so we're moving the piano out of the way, and there's water like running down the wall. And I'm like, oof. So what's the first response? Is like, there's a mess, we need to clean it up. There's a crisis here. And, uh, and so we grabbed some mops, began to clean it up. But then I'm like, where's the mess coming from? So I went upstairs into like the old lab. Um, and it's like a war zone of discarded furniture and stuff up there. And there is an even, even bigger puddle up there. It is a huge mess. And there's water. And so we got buckets. There's, there's water pouring out of the ceiling. And so we got some, all the containers we could. And then I'm making phone calls. Like, we got a big mess here, much bigger than I thought. And then as we went one step deeper, I was like, oh, the entire roof of this building is covered in a rubber membrane. And at a little seam, a little crack had formed. And water was melting on the roof and just pouring through. And in our relationships, the Holy Spirit says, the mess is real. You might have to clean up some things. But how do I help you shift to like, okay, what's, what's even bigger? What actually is, is more at stake here? And then if we let the beautiful, faithful, tender, compassionate love of Jesus really work in us, it's like, what's the little leak? Because we always say there are no big things that destroy a relationship, Right? I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, hmm, yeah, I think I'm going to cheat on Nicole today. I'm not. There are no big things that actually destroy our relationships. There are little things that we neglect or don't even see that over time create a mess that creates a bigger mess. And then if all we do is like run from cleaning up mess to mess to mess to mess, we never tend to the little things. And we just pray like as the Holy Spirit's gonna begin to work in our hearts as we become more like Jesus when it comes to tenderhearted, gentle, patient. Right, go back to the text from today. As we become more and more like Jesus, the gaps close when we deal with the little things. Yeah. And a lot of times we start with the mess. Hmm. We start with some of the, the pieces that we're feeling yeah. in our relationships. And maybe it's between a teenager and a parent right now. And there's just a lot of sarcasm. Hmm. There's a lot of like even anger or some of these outside sort of projections. Indifference. That's a Indifference. big one. Indifference. Yeah. You know, some of these, these outside things that kind of come out right. in how we react. And then... Like, there's this little whisper of the Holy Spirit that says, hey, what's the deeper thing that's actually going on in my kid right, right. now? Why are they actually reacting? Hmm. Is it because they don't feel seen right now? Is it because the weight of the world is on them and making decisions and the things that they have to go wow. through? Or wow. they've just lost a loved one? Or, and they're reacting in this way, but it's not the thing. Right. It's not the thing. The thing is so much deeper. And I've started to parent differently. Yeah. 
because of, of some of these pieces that we've started to be at work in our life. And, mm-hmm. and in moments where I get fired up and I'm like angry at my kids and I'm just like, oh, one more time, you know, like one more time, I'm going to hold it together. And that's I have actually, to stop. that's just a flood. That's just a puddle on and the And I have to stop yeah. and take the time. Like the Holy Spirit longs to be part of our everyday life moment to yes. moment to moment to moment. Yeah. And if I stop long enough to be aware of his presence in that moment, to let him speak because he knows what's going on on the deep levels of our hearts. Mm. He knows what's going on in my kids' hearts. He knows what's going on in our relational hearts. He knows the pieces that I don't know. And he also knows why some of these things are bothering my heart so, so good. much. And we, so when we, I pause, I'm going to keep going. Go. When I pause. It's going to sit down. When I pause, I recognize that it's probably my heart Come on. that has some stuff and it's bothering me because I was maybe treated that way when I was a kid or, mm. or this happened to me when I was a kid. And, it, and the Holy Spirit will bring me back to moments where I'm standing in the middle of a playground and I'm feeling those feelings. Wow. And now I'm walking out a belief system in my home and I'm reacting to my kid in a way <sighs> because my heart is hurt. Mm. And my heart is sad. And I never got to deal with some of those pieces. And yet the Holy Spirit in the middle of that moment wants to speak to my heart and say, girl, I have healing for you. I want to bring you and take your hand in that moment. And I'm going to teach you how to mom your kid Mm. and how to see their heart. These puddles that we deal with in the relationships that matter most, um, the silent treatment, that's a puddle. What's actually going on, right? Anger, sarcasm you mentioned, edginess you mentioned, uh, criticism, always being critical with someone that you love. That's, that's a mess, that's a puddle, and we need to pay attention to that puddle, but like, there's something actually deeper on the heart level. Name-calling, withdrawing, isolating yourself. These are all puddles, and if I read that list and I compare it to our text from today, uh, when the invitation to clothe ourselves is with tender-hearted mercy and kindness and humility and, and gentleness and patience, that's, like, that's the, the, the other side of this coin, right? When we think about the puddles that we tend to deal with, when we invite the Holy Spirit to speak to the wounds in our hearts, speak to the lies that we've believed in relationship with others, heal and bring freedom and bring a, a renewed sense of identity, you're a daughter, you're a son, and that healing takes place, it's from that healed heart that we begin to walk in tender-hearted mercy and compassion and kindness and gentleness and patience. It's really hard to show up as the unanxious, beautiful gift of Jesus in relationship to others if we don't first deal with our hearts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the process of this is also, as the Holy Spirit brings to recognition pieces that are going on in our heart. Like, let's even just bring it back to the situation where I didn't feel loved. I had to recognize that that was a lie and then break agreement with that lie. Break agreement with, and then walk a different way. Forgive and Mm. walk in a different way of agreement with, no, he actually does love me. He actually does care about me. He cares me so much. He wants to buy me $80 flowers. Um, and so do you see that switch? You're worth it, baby. You're worth it, queen. That switch 
as, as God points out, the new identity is we actually have to break agreement with the lies that, that, that the Holy Spirit longs to show us. Jesus is the one who actually like loves to unveil our hearts yeah. and show us and take away all the cloudiness mm. and, and, and get away from what the enemy is telling us. Yeah. And even if the things that we experience were really real, there is this powerful um, like agreement that we have that we can either agree with the lie or we can agree with the new identity yeah. piece that Jesus says in us. And like, so we're actually, I just want you to know, we're practicing this every week. This isn't something that are like, hey, we're good. You should do this too, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> it's real. And, and, and it's one hard, day there'll be a new story messy. to tell. Yeah. Um, it's, and, it's, and it's also like, this is what God longs to do. He longs to create freedom by bringing things to the light. Mm -hmm. And when things stay in darkness and covered up, there is no healing or freedom that can right. happen. Right. And so as things actually get brought to the light, it actually causes our relationship to go deeper. Mm -hmm. It causes, like, our home to be healthier. It causes, like, God to do something new in our hearts and to yeah. make us aware of, like, our identity and what he's calling us to. Beautiful. And it is hard and messy, but it is, again, some of the most beautiful work becoming yeah. like Jesus, yeah. becoming aware that his presence never leaves us in these moments. His pre presence never leaves us just to fend for ourselves. Right. He's actually Come in on. it with us, and he was in it with us when it was hard, and he still will take us through it. Yeah. And he's still at work, and he's still good, and he will still turn things out for good, no matter what has happened in our experiences or in our life or That's continues so to be. Yeah. And I will stand on that, and we will stand on that in our Home. And the renovated life, the renewed spirit, the walking in our identity is the commitment to closing the gaps by saying, actually, let's walk upstairs. Oh, let's, let's, let's diagnose the leak in the ceiling. Come on, let's do the real work. And this works too, like, because um, I think uh, in, in like business work relationships, and I was talk, talking to a good friend this week, and they had applied for a promotion in their job. And they interviewed, and, and in, in the interview, um, they were asked like a really honest question, and, and they communicated really clear expectations about what it meant for them to like be promoted and bring change, organizational change. And they didn't get the job. And they were disappointed that they didn't get the job, but they were more encouraged that they had spoken an expectation clearly, and that's why they didn't get the job, because this org isn't wanting to change right now. They're wanting a leader that's just like, okay, let's, let's just stay, right? And so we were on the phone this week, and they were just sharing with me, like, I'm disappointed that I didn't get the promotion, but I feel really good because if I'd gotten, if I hadn't communicated the expectation that I, I need this thing to change, and then I'd taken the job, and then I'm constantly bumping into a bureaucracy that doesn't want to change, but I actually want it to change, but I never said I wanted it to change, then I would be more disappointed, and, and then I would be heartbroken, and then I would be frustrated, and then I would want to quit. And so, like, this is why, like, creating space to talk through expectations, talk through what we're hoping for, talk through our feelings, talk through how things are impacting our hearts in the relationships, and like, there's a teenager in the room right now that's hearing this going like, I want this in my home. And I wanna give you permission as a fully functional spiritual being, you know, to that 15-year-old teenager in the room, you don't have less of the Holy Spirit than your dad does. There's no junior Holy Spirit, okay? 
you have permission to actually begin to set new rhythms and new patterns and bring this into your home. Like you don't have to wait for somebody else to take lead on this. This is for all of us to learn and grow in Mm -hmm. together. Because unmet expectation or expectations that literally don't happen Mm -hmm. are what actually cause wounds and hurts in our heart. It is the built up. And and so maybe even you're sitting here and there's there's even been divorce situations or like Mm. things that you dreamed of and those expectations expectations have been like crumbled and so what does it look like to be aware of what's going on in our hearts in that moment and allow the holy spirit to come in with our rebuilding of our hearts when expectations have been crashed because if we let a lie linger for too long it becomes a deception Mm. and a deception is like so often we don't like if you're deceived you don't know it we've had this conversation in, in other talks before but the, again, the enemy of our soul, the accuser of, of God's kids, his MO is lies. His native tongue is lies. And, and accusations, lies, and deception are all really real in relationships. Real person to person, we accuse each other of things. We lie to one another. But when we're deceived in a relationship, that's an accusation or a lie that's like taken taken root. There's a stronghold. It's put down roots. It's begun to shape your identity. And you no longer see yourself as a clean hands, pure heart, son, daughter of God. But this accusation and this deception and this lie begins to shape, well, no, I'm a failure. I'm the black sheep in my family. I'm, I'm less loved than my older sibling. Right? These, are, these are deceptions in our hearts. And we begin to operate and behave out of those deceptions. And I just want to remind you that Jesus' beautiful grace is more than enough to break through those things and set us free. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the heart work of Jesus. Yeah. Luke 4, 18. Um, what Jesus came to fulfill, the, the prophecy about him that he spoke. This is, when I show up on the scene, this is who I am. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to poor, proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see and that the oppressed will be set free and that's that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And so on your relationships, the ones that matter most where deceptions and hurts and accusations and lies have gripped your heart and you've begun to behave out of that place of that deception, can I just remind you that Jesus' life and freedom and ministry and work in your life is to set you free and to heal your heart and to open your blind eyes and to bring freedom and to bring life today. We pray, Holy Spirit, open our eyes to see what's really going on beneath the surface. I don't want to just fight about the puddle anymore. I want to look at the little leak in the membrane. I want to deal with what's really going on. And so one of the, one of the ways that we've actually just like started to do this like individually in yeah. our life is like every day just starting with this prayer, like, Holy Spirit, I want to be aware of you today. Mm-hmm. I want to be aware of my heart. Yeah. And in all the moments that are going to come up today, I want to be aware of how you want to actually renovate my heart so good. towards your presence. And sometimes we actually have to take a look at feelings 
and what's actually happening and like feelings are real and they're mm -hmm. good and they're we've also said that they're not good leaders so they just help to like see what's going on in the deep levels of our heart the, f the work of feelings is to address what you're feeling but then ask why you're feeling so like here's a here's a hurt feelings list. I don't know. We give them a massive list of like um, words to to describe because we we limit our vocabulary when it comes to feelings. But afraid, fearful, anxious, apprehensive, hesitant, resistant, concerned, worried, annoyed, surprised, insecure, overwhelmed, uncomfortable, suspicious, tense, unsafe, bored, confused, inadequate, trapped, irritated, aggravated, lost, cornered, frustrated, nervous. Self-conscious, shocked, angry, sad, depressed, disgusted, ashamed, discouraged, pessimistic, doubtful, hopeless, helpless, unlovable, envious, mm. embarrassed, despondent, resentful, bitter, stupid, worthless, disdained, disregarded, furious, foolish, silenced, grieved, alone, violated, miserable, lonely, disappointed. Whew. There's a lot of feelings. Mm. But here's and that was just feelings. Tuesday. Here's what feelings do. Feelings are like in us because they help to lead us to what's actually going on. Right. They help allow us to give language to the heart mm -hmm. and give language to some of the deeper whys to what's actually going on inside. Right. And so using this list to actually recognize, hey, this is actually what's going on in my heart. Mm. I'm just not going to react. Like, why am I reacting this way? Like I said to my kids, or why am I, why is this bothering me so deeply? Oh, it's right. because, and that's where the Holy Spirit can come in. It's because you're feeling this way. Yeah. It's because this happened. And then, and then we like to practice five levels of why. Why am I feeling disregarded? Well, because this thing happened. Well, why? Is that important to you? Inviting the Holy Spirit in. Well, because that happened to me a lot when I was a kid. And I didn't think it would happen to me in this relationship. Mm. Okay, why, why did that sit so heavy with you when you were a kid? Well, you know, so five levels of why. We just like, we acknowledge the feeling. And we don't sit in the feeling. And we don't get defined by the feeling. And the feeling doesn't become our identity. But it helps us like go... We like to try and do five levels of why. Sometimes it's hard. But it often brings us to like, oh my goodness. Mm, this is what's going on. Do you remember me sharing a couple weeks ago about like sneakers and my motive for buying nice sneakers? Attached to like, ah, uh, when I was a kid growing up, strangers left groceries on our doorstep. We were bankrupt and poor. And I, I didn't get to buy new clothes. But the, the, the heart piece of that is like, do you trust that God is on the throne? Do you trust that he's your provider? Do you trust him? Like that was like the deep heart work as I practiced five levels of why when it came to like excusing and talking about, like, do you remember, I don't know if you were in the room for that, but like, that, mm -hmm. like this is happening all the time yeah, about lots of different things. Yeah. And allowing God to like actually replace those things with what mm -hmm. he says, just like you just said to actually like dig deep to the yeah. root of what's happening and then allowing the Holy Spirit to be like, no, I am your provider. Yeah. You don't have to be afraid anymore. Yeah. You know, these pieces that God longs to replace in our hearts and to align our hearts in our thinking, and then we walk differently. Totally. When you know that God is your provider, you walk differently. Yeah. When you know that you're loved, you step into mm. a room or into this relationship differently. 
And so even just like doing this in a, in a way that is just like an everyday moment, not being yep. afraid of it, not being afraid of the emotions, because knowing that when we invite the Holy Spirit in it, he's going to actually do a deeper work and we're actually going to like replace it. It's going to come out on the other side with agreement with what God says hmm. instead of what we are believing. There are no big things that will like tank a relationship. There aren't. There, there are just little leaks that we don't deal with. And then all of a sudden, we've got a flood on our hands. And so asking the Holy Spirit to guide us, to bring honor to what we're feeling, not so that it defines us. What defines us? Jesus defines us. Yeah. We're a daughter. We're a son. We're loved. We're accepted. We are enough. Right? Mm -hmm. So these, these emotions don't define us. They just help process the little leaks in our heart. And that's why, since God chose us to be the holy people that he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Because remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe, yourself, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. As our hearts are being renovated, we want to be more and more like Jesus. We want to bear his image in our marriages, in our homes, in our friendships, in our workplaces, in the relationships that matter most to us. We want to be image bearers of Jesus. This is who we want to be. So we just want to give a little bit of homework this week uh, when it comes to the relationships that matter most. And as you take some time in this passage in Colossians chapter 3, 12 through 15, and just mm -hmm. invite the Holy Spirit. Where am I not showing up as gentle? Where am I not showing up as kind? Just begin to actually honestly evaluate the relationships that matter most to you. Mm -hmm. Boom. Um, we want to give... Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, we want to we give you permission to just take this into your home just to stir up conversations with your kids or with your partner or with your spouse, with a friendship that where there's a gap, anywhere there's a gap right now. Like to be hearers of the word but not doers doesn't move us forward in faith, right? And so here's, here's some homework. We've got a, a nifty PDF again. Ooh. Oh, the QR code. So pull mm -hmm. out your smartphone. Go ahead. Come on. Pull out your phone You're gonna if want you want this. to. Zoom in, not too far. And Jono uses the word homework, and I'm like, I don't know how many of you actually hated homework. Nicole, we were talking this. She's like, I'm I hate, like, I, I hate hated that homework. word because I hated it's homework. A trigger word. And so I just want to say, maybe this is just called practicing what well, we're here. This week's at home practice. practice. Did you know? It sounds like, I just better, want, doesn't hey, it? Hey, did you see my PDF? It says, it says this week's practice. at home practice. Come on, that sounds better. I can because do that. Because I heard your, I heard I hate your the homework. I know. Come on. <laughs> that was and $80 of flowers, just do it, people. <laughs> but um, on that PDF is like a few steps. Um, step one, like what are you feeling? Identify the offender and the offense, how it made you feel. You might be the offender. Own it. Mm. Write down the, the memory or the experience. Um, put it down on paper. How did it make you feel? Uh, if you want that feelings list, I actually have a hard copy of that list because sometimes I say I'm angry, but I'm actually irritated. Or I say I'm sad, but I'm actually feeling neglected. And so sometimes 
language is helpful. Key in on one thing. Let's not tackle too much in one day. Remember, we're learning. Some of us, this is this new is every for day. us. But step two, um, forgiveness. As Jesus forgave you, forgive others. Did you know you don't need to, to wait for an apology to forgive somebody? It's hard. That's hard. Clean hands, pure heart. And so we've actually written out um, three prayers. The third one's really unique, and I want to explain it before we close. We've written out three prayers. One is a prayer to forgive others and just to give some real intentional language to that forgiveness. The second prayer is to forgive yourself. Because sometimes when we examine our hearts and look at a little leak and we're the offender, we don't know what to do with that. And so forgiving ourselves is an actual beautiful, faith-filled exercise of surrender. But we don't always know how to forgive ourselves. And so if that's, if that's what's showing up for you, there's a prayer here to forgive yourself that we want to um, just arm you with this week and just help build out this language in your heart. And the third one, we, love, we actually love this one. Because sometimes the disappointment we have in our hearts is because we had an expectation of God that he didn't meet in a way that we wanted him to. And hopefully when you think about the relationships that matter most to you, your king is in the mix. But sometimes we operate as, as a son or a daughter from a place of brokenness because we, we prayed a prayer that God didn't answer. Or we had an expectation that God didn't meet. And we don't always have the why, but we're mad or we're disappointed or we're hurt we're upset or we're indifferent towards God because of that. It's actually good for our hearts to communicate that. Does God need you to forgive him? I don't know. Honestly, theologically, I don't know. I just know that I have disappointments with God sometimes. I prayed for this thing and it didn't happen. And so it's good for me to say, Heavenly Father, I come before you as your son. You see this hurt in my heart and I've slowed down and I know what I'm feeling. I can see it. So I choose to forgive you and then get specific. Um, this keeps my relationship with God clean. It keeps my heart pure with hurts and wounds and lies that I blame him for. Even though I haven't figured all that out theologically, it's still safe. This is good practice. And so here's some, some practice for you at home when it comes mm -hmm. to acknowledging what you're feeling forgiving people around you, forgiving yourself, and, and forgiving the Father for expectations you've placed on him. Can we just close our eyes for mm -hmm. a minute? Because I just, I just know that God longs to speak in only ways that he can with us individually. Yeah. And I know he's already been speaking. And Thank you, I just want to give you a minute. to be unrushed with him. <laughs> to let him speak. Hmm. Maybe just point out a way or a place or a piece of your heart that doesn't feel free. Where you know that you need to invite him in and go some layers deep. Jesus, yeah. So, Holy Spirit, we make room for you. Mm -hmm. We make room for you to speak. Thank you, Father. 
We make room for you to heal. Help us see what you see. We surrender. You're in it all, Jesus. And God, even if today is just becoming aware, more aware of your presence, more aware of pieces that seem hard in our hearts that you want to soften. This isn't a rush process. This is like a lifelong journey with you of practicing your presence, practicing inviting you in, practicing of being aware of what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. So God, we just want this every day. Would you continue to to align our hearts, to renovate our lives so that as we walk, we step into rooms freely. We step into our homes and bring life and healing and your goodness. And and we learn how to love our kids better. And we learn how to be like you in our relationships and in our workplaces. And God, would you continue to not just keep us like hostage in the hard and the deep Mm -hmm. and the dark, but would you bring to light the surface, bring things to the surface that you want to heal and mend, God? that you want to free us from. Thank you, Thank you for what you're doing, God. Thank you for what you'll continue to do this week in our hearts as we spend time with you. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. If you're ever in the Edmonton area, pop by for a visit. And if you need any more information, visit EvolveChurch.com. We hope to see you soon.